Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're speaking with Taylor Berger. Taylor is one of the executive pastors at Camino de Vida in Lima, Peru, where he leads the creative team and strategic planning. Lean in as Taylor shares about the importance of creativity in ministry and being relevant to today's generation. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Avail podcast, where we dive into the art of leadership. The reason we do this is because we want to provide resources that are helpful, that are relevant, that are practical for all you leaders out there. And we never disappoint. We have amazing leaders, pastors, uh, marketplace leaders, industry. This is the best place to connect if you want to grow in your leadership and you want to take it to another level today. We have the privilege of connecting with a very dear friend of mine, uh, somebody that I've just uh, seen God do great things with. And, and we're, we're talking about Pastor Taylor Berger. He's one of the pastors of Camino de Vida, which means way of life. This is a church in Lima, Peru. We're going to talk a little bit about his story, uh, how, he, how he got there, and a little bit of just his leadership journey. Uh, Taylor, for me, it's an honor. You're, you're a dear friend. You and your family are dear friends of ours here at Vertical Church, and I can't wait for all of our Avail audience to get to know you. How you doing today? Oh, man, Verge, love you. Miss you. I wish we lived in the same city. <laughs> oh, it's not so thankful to be here. Um, thankful just to have this chance um, to talk what we geek about, right? We geek about church yeah. and leadership and and uh, all that in, all that surrounds those concepts. And so just who else? Who else is better to talk to than you about this? And so uh, we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, man, I appreciate that. I had an opportunity to uh, to do an avail podcast with your fa- with your father, Pastor Robert Berger, wow. and uh, and that was really awesome. I got a lot of great feedback from that. So before we jump into kind of leadership talk and and just what's on our hearts regarding the church ministry mm-hmm. leadership, um, can you just share a little bit? I know some people are, are going to be leaning in, kind of hearing a little bit about you. Um, um, hearing about your journey. Can you tell us a little bit about your story, who you are, where you are, what you're doing now? I know I know that could probably be a long conversation, but you can give us kind of the quick version, and then we're going to get into some leadership talk. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, I was born in San Diego, um, California, when I was two. My parents uh, decide, uh, we'll move the whole family to Lima. So that was 1983, mm. August of 1983. I was just about to turn three years old, and uh, it was me, my little sister, and my parents. Ever since then, we've been planted in Lima uh, and building a church and it's doing all kinds of things. Now, in the midst of that, I take a little detour, sort of like a, I, I, I consider it a training session. I, I left home mm-hmm. at 15 to go study high school in the U.S., college, seminary, internships. I spent 10 years in the U.S. and then moved back mm-hmm. at 25 as a missionary myself. And uh, it's it's been the the wildest, craziest, funnest journey um, to be able to build build the church um, alongside my parents. And uh, I guess my leadership journey is, it was pretty clear when I came here that uh, I felt God said, hey, you're not there to build your own thing. You're there, you're there to build your pastor's thing, your your parents' thing. And that's been my number one job description t- 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 since, since then till today. And uh, furthermore is I'm here to just help land my parents heart into everybody else's yeah. heart and it's been it's been fun what a privilege 
Yeah, it really, it really is awesome. And for, for those of you who might be thinking, Lima, Peru, mm-hmm. you know, how does this happen? Well, this is a missionary pastor's family that goes to Lima, Peru. And, and I'll just say this, um, Camino de Vida is is really uh, one of the leading churches, I would say in all of Latin America, leading the way in in relevant church, in in life-giving church. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a witness to it. I can testify to it. So I know this conversation is going to be great, Taylor. Come on. Um, Man, I love your heart. I love your family. Uh, your your father is actually an overseer for me here at Vertical Church, and really appreciate him. And just the, the connection we've made throughout these last couple of years has been fun, especially as your heart and and your church's heart is to equip leaders. Mm-hmm. We might even talk a little bit about haciendo iglesia. Podemos hacer esto en español también. We could do this in Spanish, right? Look, look at tú quieras. Whatever, <laughs> whatever flavor of the month. Let's do it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, you know what? Our avail listeners speak me in the English, so we'll stick to English. Now, Sounds you're good. you're a missionary pastor's kid. Yeah. Um, and and again, I'm a, I'm my parents weren't missionaries, although they they did end up in U.S. from Colombia, but mm-hmm. but they're pastors, and so I, I can I can kind of relate to you there. Did you always know that you were going to end up in ministry? Was there a season where you were like, there's no way I want to do ministry or like, yes, that's what I want. How was that? Yeah, honestly, it's kind of trippy. Uh, My parents never pushed it on me. I Mm -hmm. I never had a conversation with them of, hey, you are supposed to be a pastor or a missionary or whatever in the future. You're called by God for greatness. No, they'd be like, whatever you want to do, we'll support you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll we'll push you forward. So that's why I left for the U.S. to go play sports. That was kind of my my main thing, my my goal in life. And um, when I realized I, that wasn't really what I wanted to do, um, I told my dad, "Hey, uh, we lost the state championship in uh, in high school, my senior year." And um, I told my dad over some cold slab ice cream, "Hey, I think I want to be in ministry." <laughs> it was the first time I ever voiced that in my life. And so I'm, I'm and then obviously, obviously, it's not a straight line to ministry. It's a lot of ups and downs and Mm. Uh, so many things happened there, but uh, I'll be the first. I'm the first one surprised that I get to do what I do. Um, I never wanted to be a, a speaker. I, I love I love to be behind the scenes, but uh, lately I find myself preaching more than behind the scenes. It's, and it's it's fun. Uh, I'm thankful for it. But uh, creativity, the whole creative team. That's where that's what I'd rather be. That's my that's. That's where I'm a pig in the mud, you know, and <laughs> uh, but I find like I, I can just build a team instead and live vicariously through them. And it's been great. Cool. Yeah, that's your sweet spot. You know, um, I know that this isn't always an easy question to answer because when you're leading in the church, you got your hands everywhere. But oh. what would you say is kind of your primary role or your, mm-hmm. or your primary response responsibilities at Camino de Vida right now? And then what are you most passionate about? Uh, in what you do? Yeah, I think um, dovetails, completely dovetails into one one another. My main, mm-hmm. my main role is to, how, how to say this? I always think about, um, like say Jesus, the disciples that got to spend time with Jesus, here's, here's words instead of reading from Matthew or Luke, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, those who got to, got to see him and hear him. Had a, in the room. Yeah, had, had a special privilege. Like, hey, I was there. I heard it. You know, I was in the room. <laughs> and uh, I think with um, my job, is I want, I want to try to get more people in the room with my parents. Mm. Um, I, 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 want, I want there to be people years down the line saying, hey, I was there in the room with Pastor Robert said that. I heard Pastor Karen say that. And 
Mm. And I, I think that that benefits the church because we're building a church that will be stronger in 100 years than it is today. Yeah. And uh, we need more people in the room. So a big part of my job is to is to bridge that gap and bring, bring more people in the room. And I'm deeply passionate about that. Um, and so it's, I, I think too, too much of leadership ends up being um, hierarchical, you know, um, right. yeah. and it's easy to do. The bureaucracy is so easy to establish and, and run with the game plan. But if we can be a little messy sometimes and, and, and maybe have too many people in the room, um, I'd rather that than too few people in the room. It's cool that you bring that up. I, I, you know, I love this. I love this perspective, Taylor, because um, I think it might, it, it's that, that even what you just said right now, mm-hmm. it, it could seem a little counter cultural, even counterintuitive. Um, you're saying that you have a passion for getting more people in the room. Um, you're clearly a, a leader, a pastor who has a great calling on your life. And God is, you know, I would, I would venture to say just beginning to scratch the surface on what everything he has for you, but you have this clarity on, man, I want to, I want to lift up as Dr. Sam Chan from our family of in avail here would say, I want to be a ladder holder, mm. you know, for my father, you know, can you speak to that a little bit and how important that is? Oh man. Oh, a thousand percent. We, we, we've all read this. We've all read the story of the, the, it's called tell of three, three monarchs, right? Um, which is the example with Saul, David and Solomon or Absalom, sorry. And how just those three generations, there's a lot of confusion between each other. And I think um, David's heart is is the beautiful heart where Abs- Absalom thought David was a Saul and Saul thought David was a, an Absalom. Mm. Um, and I think so much of the younger generation ends up being more of an Absalom kind of a spirit where it's like, hey, this, mm-hmm. this old man is not letting me do what I want to do and stand at the door at the gate and just convincing people, hey, I could do it better. And probably yeah. so in some instances, but that's not the right heart. And so right. what just the elephant in the room is, hey, I'm the son, the oldest. I'll, I'll probably take the ministry if, if I don't die in an airplane in a few months, right? <laughs> Who knows? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, um, my parents are still the ones in authority. They're still the ones in, in leadership. And so yeah. everything, everything has to build towards them. And a, a long time ago, I had this inside <clears throat> battle. Well, what if, what if what I build towards my parents doesn't fit me uh, when, it's my, when it's my turn? Sure. And yeah. the, ans- the answer clearly is um, does, it's not up to you. And we've been faith, faith uh, believing Christians. We believe that if, it, if it's on me later on, that like it's God's yeah. responsibility to straighten the path and make that fit for me. So if I start kind of building towards myself while they're the leadership, I end up becoming an Absalom um, and yeah. kind of and kind of subverting subverting their leadership. So um, if I end up being the pastor, who knows? But I also want people building towards the same goal and the same leadership yeah. instead of some, instead of this weird thing happening underneath. And I think that's the spirit of, of our house, of our team. We all yeah. ho- hold it loosely and just push in the same direction. I think we're better for it. Yeah, that's a good word. And, and, you know, uh, undeniably and arguably, and I think your parents would be the first ones to recognize and agree with me on this. You could be pastoring a church right now. You could be pastoring this church, any church, you could, you could yeah. plant a church, Yeah. but you're clear on the calling that God's placed on your life. Yeah. And, 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 he, and I'll, I'll even, man, we're going down this rabbit trail. This is good. 
um, <laughs> there's, there's so what's the hurry, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, just to have a, a, another acronym by my name. Um, and so yeah. um, I could go, if I was a pastor now, I could go up to the church and say, hey, church, letter A is the best option for us. And they'll go, hey, yeah, you're 40. Where does it say that in the Bible? Can you prove it? Is that the best idea? Mm -hmm. But working with my, my dad, I go, hey, dad, what do you think about letter A? He goes, yeah, why not? Let's give it a shot. He goes, hey, church, letter A. They'll be like, yes, letter A is the best thing since sliced bread. You preach it, you know? <laughs> and so why don't, why can't we leverage each other? <clears throat> Why, and yeah. why, why can't we truly just tackle this together? And uh, scripture is, is clear. One um, can do a lot less than two. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, uh, I, and I think with that, I'm trying to bring more sons up and more daughters up. Yeah. And so it's not just two that we I hope my prayer is that we have 10, 15, yeah. 50 that have that capacity, you know, and uh, I don't know. What, what's the hurry for transition? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's true. I love that. I love this. I think some leaders needed to hear this today or on this podcast, whenever they listen to this or watching into this, I think some people needed to hear this, Taylor. So this is really good. I really like this. Okay. So there's been a few conferences that we've been at together, whether it's teaching at together, you know, mm -hmm. growing together, learning together. One of the things that I've, I've heard you um, talk about throughout the years, and, and obviously we talk about this in our churches, right, is the importance of as a church being relevant, right? Um, can you expand on, on the idea or the concept of being relevant as the church? What does it mean to be a relevant church in today's culture? Yeah, it, it, it's, that's, that's a, um, sadly, it's a word that's, that's been misconstrued, right? Uh, it's been mm -hmm. misconstrued to, to be thought at, at, as a, this is cool. This is, um, youthful, modern, modern. And, um, and we confuse that with lights, you know, and, a, a shorter liturgy. <laughs> um, but truth, tr truth be said, um, true relevance is as simple as scratch the itch. That's it. And what mm -hmm. does irrelevance mean? It's, um, it's your friend trying to scratch your back, but missing the itch. It's probably the worst mm -hmm. feeling in the world. It's like, no, it's not where it itches. <laughs> and um, I think sadly, um, church in general, not, not, not there's some great churches that are scratching the itch, but in general, historically, we've always missed yeah. that itch. And why? Because the itch keeps moving. The itch keeps shifting. Um, yesterday's mm -hmm. itch is not today's itch. Um, and so if we, if we're able to, to stay connected with people and, and, and understand where it's itching, I think we can be relevant um, in, in, a, in a very powerful way. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, I know one of the things that that I think we both have a passion for, our churches have a mm -hmm. passion for, um, and even the network that you guys have initiated called Haciendo Iglesia, which mm -hmm. translates to doing church, right? Yeah. Where you guys have built, thanks to your, your father's leadership and the extension of everybody there at, at Camino de Vida, this network of churches and pastors throughout Latin America, where you guys are really helping them to, to grow, right? Mm -hmm. To break growth barriers. To, to, to understand this issue of being relevant and what yeah. it, what it really means uh, in that process. Um, you know, and, and it might look a little different culturally in Latin America than it does maybe in Europe, you know, mm -hmm. or, or here in the States, but ultimately 
it's the same issue, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's the church being there, but maybe not having the same impact that it could have or should have yeah. on the lives, on the community of people. You know, uh, can you speak to that a little bit about just kind of what you've seen in, in your neck of the woods? Yeah, I think um, we are we are we are getting into doing church for the same reason. We love people. Uh, we love the cause. Mm-hmm. We love we love why why we're doing what we're doing. Um, yeah. But I think we get caught up in the mechanics of it. We get caught up in in um, the this is how it should be done instead of uh, why why we're doing what we're doing. Right. And I don't know. There's like for exa- example, um, the pandemic hit us all in the same in the same way. It, it was fascinating to watch how the the biggest mega church and the smallest church all were at the same exact level. It is pheno- phenomenal. I loved it on that end. But I remember being really frustrated um, because in, in Lima, um, it, it hit us hard and we went into a strict quarantine yeah. for months where literally um, we, we did remote church for a year and three months, completely remote. Mm. This is my setup for Sundays, um, preaching. And, and uh, I remember talking to a, a mutual friend, Lucas Lays, one day and kind of just venting. I was like, you know, it's really frustrating. I'm, I'm seeing all these churches in the U.S. They're kind of sort of open and they're doing church production from their their, their, their studio or their auditorium. Mm-hmm. They're using the, the nice 4K cameras. I'm using a, a, a cell phone and and our, my internet's shoddy and they're, it's per, they're, they're lossless. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is horrible. We can't be excellent. And he goes, wait, 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 Taylor. Um, that's not relevant <laughs> to people. I mean, how... how, how how often are you just channel surfing through Netflix and you can't find something to connect to, but it's all excellently produced. All is beautiful. Right. All is amazing. What the people need, they don't need more perfect productions. They need more connection. That's good. And, uh, and it just hit me hard. It's like, okay, if I can connect with people, it doesn't matter if it's um, 7, 720 or, or 1080 or 4K, 8K. It doesn't all those parameters? They're fun. I, I love those things, but they don't. Sure. Con- if it's not connecting with people, um, we're losing. And I think right. um, being able to help pastors and churches throughout the continent connect with people better, uh, man, that's I get giddy about that. That's fun, you know. And it really just helps focus uh, wh- where the end zone is. Yeah, that's good. You know, everything you're talking about has a direct connection and correlation to leadership, right? Mm-hmm. Because it takes leadership to to face adversities and challenges like we've faced, right? In this in this season, it takes leadership to come up with solutions to the problems and strategies, right? Uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, I know you wrote your first book, if I'm oh, not mistaken, man. right? Yeah. Your, your first book is in Spanish only yeah. at this point, because I've been yeah. talking in Prada. What about English? La Iglesia Creativa, which, which translates to the creative church. Mm-hmm. What's the heart behind why you wrote this book and and you know why you you wanted to get it out there? Yeah, I'm 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 the last person I would ever believe in myself doing a book. I'm I'm dyslexic, I got hyper, I'm ADHD to the nth degree. Um, I got I got I got thrown out of seminary for bad grades. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I got asked. Hey, um, Taylor, I think I think you got to do a book on creativity. And my immediate answer was no. I'm helping I'm helping push my dad to do books. I, I want to push their content forward, and not, not mine, right. not yet. Maybe down the road. And I remember I was at the barbershop. 
uh, and I put my phone away and I just sat back and, was, and I just felt this prodding. Like, hey, what if, what if you write a book? What would you write about? And they told me, hey, the creative church, that'll be the title. So I was like, okay, let's do, let's do chapters. Um, what, what chapter titles? And I came up within like five minutes, 22 chapter titles. Wow. And then I just felt this deep conviction like, hey, if I don't write this, um, someone else will write it. And, and I'll be a, a terrible steward of what God's given me. So mm-hmm. the, the, main, the main premise is, um, what is, what is creativity? Creativity is not um, synonymous with being more art, artsy or artful. You know, uh, you mm-hmm. can be artsy and creative, but they're not the, one of the same. So, what, mm. so if that's so, what is creativity? Creativity is um, the ability to solve problems. And so okay. if, if, we, if we get to that same level, a plumber can be creative. Uh, an electrician, a carpenter, they can be very creative. A, a bus driver can be creative. And, and I think it really frees us to, to, to see the world in a different, different light. Okay, I, I want to be somebody who brings solutions. Um, mm. and, and a lot of times we see the problem, but we point our finger at the problems and at somebody else for not being the solutions of the problem. But I love mm-hmm. what Andy Stanley says in Visioneering. He says, hey, if you see a problem, you qualify for a vision. <laughs> and, uh, and I think a lot of times God lets us see a problem so that we can be that creative agent to bring a solution. And the book is, is, is around that and church. And uh, it's, it's a fun concept. That's cool. I, you know, I think it's I think it's a good take on. Uh, I guess an angle that's maybe not so written about, right? It's kind of an angle, you know, there's a lot of leadership and there's ministry and there's, you know, spiritual, you know, disciplines and there's, you know, systems. Mm-hmm. But the, from the angle of La Iglesia Creativa, the creative church, and, and I think if we're on, Taylor, I think if we're honest, without without any uh, desire or intention to, to put anything or anybody down, yeah. but I think the church is, has maybe lost creativity or, or maybe never really leveraged it mm-hmm. to the level that it can be leveraged. And when, yeah. we, when you look at, at ministry in the marketplace or when you look at, you know, church and other places and experiences, right? Why is that? Why, why do you think oh, there's creativity lacking? Yeah. It, I don't know. It's, it's really frustrating. Um, it's, I don't know. You can look at um, a good example is Moses, right? And then Joshua. Um, mm-hmm. the, the miracles God did for Moses were spectacular. The miracles God did for Joshua were spectacular, but they're completely different. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times generationally, uh, we want to try to reproduce the same miracles that happened in the previous generation, whereas God yeah. still moves, but completely different. And there, there are many reasons for that. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, it's, it's kind of obvious, but I think we caught up in, in, in the how of, of the, of the way it was. And yes, mm-hmm. we got to keep the, like the healthy doctrine. Yes. We got to make sure things are set in place. We don't want to, we don't want to um, just toss out the old wells, right. Um, mm-hmm. And have to redig them up later. No, just keep using them. But um, there's a whole opportunity for the church to be the head, not the tail. And, yeah. and we got to keep pushing boundaries. There's a, a verse um, that I love. It's uh, Isaiah 2.2. 2. Uh, it says, in those days, the mountain of the Lord shall be lifted above all the other mountains. Uh, we know what that means. Uh, the mountain of the Lord is the church. All the other mountains are the, the spheres of influence. Um, government, um, 
technology, uh, finances, mm-hmm. entertainment, all, all those, right? Education. Um, so it says it will be lifted above all the other spheres of influence and the world will see it. And the world will hmm. say, hey, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, because there they'll teach us how we are supposed to live. What it's talking about is, hey, the church will have the solutions for our lives. <laughs> right. And, uh, and I think we, we get, I don't know, we, we underestimate um, the power of, of the solution that we can bring for society. And um, I, I, I don't know, I, I believe that promise will be fulfilled. And I want to I be part of seeing that being fulfilled. That's good. You know, um, one of the things I love when uh, when I've had the opportunities to go to Lima, Peru mm-hmm. and worship with you guys there at, at uh, Camino de Vida, um, man, it's it, there's just something so special in, yeah. in in the environment, in the atmosphere. It's not by accident. That, that doesn't happen by accident. Uh, there's an intentionality with the leadership, you know, with with, you know, obviously coming from from your parent, from the pastors, you know, from you and your and the leadership team. And um, there's something so special. Can you maybe give an example? of how you guys have maybe leveraged cre- creativity in this in these last couple of years or uh, j- just maybe so that the the ministry leaders that are watching or listening right now can can just get a little taste just just an example of how you guys took something maybe that would have never happened but you thought out of the box or you try to solve a problem in a new way and uh, and you've and you've seen how the fruit has come because of that uh yeah I think um I think transitions are hard, right? Um, when you when you mm-hmm. when you when you start an organization, say a church or a business, you start as a mom and pop shop, and it works, and that's the way it's supposed to work. But as you keep growing in size, there's these thresholds you have to keep breaking, and uh, and and that, they end up being very practical thresholds. I love how the way Sam Chan um, says it; it's painful, you know. And what's the to- mm-hmm. what's your pain tolerance? Because uh, yeah. every one of those thresholds you break hurts a lot. Yeah, but it's worth it. And and going from a mom and pop shop to a maybe a supermarket, there's a lot of transition happening there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I don't know with with our church, a, a dumb and simple one, one that's maybe obvious. But I remember we we started classes. Hey, classes for marriage, classes for I don't know for uh, men for women, and and it was awesome. We had a class for everything, <laughs> literally everything. Like I think 40, 46 <laughs> different uh, courses and multiple, multiple levels of those classes within those courses. And it was a free for all. Mm-hmm. It was like just an, in, an, an Inca market, whatever Indian market. And, <laughs> and uh, it was frustrating because from the, from the pulpit, everyone would say, Hey, our, announce my class starting this Sunday. Okay. Announce it. And, and announce my class every weekend. We would have 10 announcements of classes starting and, and yeah. it's, as simple as this, in the creative meeting, we were frustrated with how long announcements took in a service. And uh, one of the girls, Daniela, said, hey, I'm at college. And at college, we have so many courses, way more than what we have here at church. And but it's all organized. And it's organized because we start on the same date and we finish on the same date. What a, what a novel idea. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, is that even possible? Can we? Can we? And so basically, I had to go to all the course leaders and convince them to start on the same day and finish on the same day. And it was like pulling teeth. Like we had, we had classes that would last 22 weeks, you know, and some, and we had to fit them into, we, we wanted to do three semesters uh, or, or like a trimester system. And basically, okay, mm-hmm. 12 weeks, you got 12 weeks. No, I cannot do it. Well, um, we have, and it was probably one of the best decisions we ever made. 
because we're all on the same page. And it's, it's, it's simple things. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, right. God, God has given wisdom uh, openly, and we can just tap into that wisdom and apply it to ourselves. I think it would be much better. Yeah, you know, um, I think I think that's exactly it. Um, it's it's really solving problems uh, in new ways, yeah. especially if if the old ways haven't been as effective or as um, strong and working. I think I think that's I think this matters. Um, yeah. What do you think? Uh, here's here's a question, Taylor, for you. Um, what do you think would help could help churches and pastors mm. develop? or increase creativity? Like what are some of the, what are some pieces of advice you would give to a pastor that says, Hey, Taylor, um, we're stuck, Mm. you know, we're stuck here. What are some thoughts on increasing creativity? That's, that's a huge question. Um, and the, the answer is a scary answer to, to, to be honest. The answer is, um, we gotta, we gotta lose that fear of failure, of Mm. failing, you know, because we all have this fear of failure. Uh, what if it doesn't work? And mm-hmm. again, the pandemic, I remember the first was, it was chaos, right? For all of us. So it was this complete mayhem. What's happening? Nothing. Nobody knows yep. for churches. How are we going to do this? Is it temporary? Is it permanent? And I remember our, all our board meetings were just like, just slug matches of we should do this. No, but what if it doesn't work? Yeah, you're right. We should do some test runs. And, and I just was like, we don't, then all of a sudden my dad goes, Hey, organizations, Governments, businesses die because they're they're too slow to shift. They're not agile enough. We have to remain right. agile. And it's like 100%. So this verbiage came out for us that was this. Hey, we'd rather fail fast than to get it right slow. Uh, and, <laughs> I like that. And honestly, that phrase just give, gave us so much freedom. Because, um, okay, we're going to fail fast. We're going to fail on our faces. We're going to fail ugly. We're going to do it as fast as we can. Because if we do it fast, we'll learn faster. We'll, we'll, it's, it's falling forward. And we got to innovate in so many different ways. Now, for that kind of culture, for that kind of mentality to work, the pastor needs to set a culture of, hey, it's okay to fail. Right. If you fail, it's not a mark against you. It's actually... You gave it a go. There's points for you. You learn something that the rest of us don't know. And so there's a culture in our church. And, and, and I think most churches should have this. Most, most um, businesses should have this. A culture of just gung-ho. Let's make it happen. Failure is not a knock on who you are. It's you gave it a go. And uh, yeah. we actually, you, we learn better that way. How do kids learn? Falling down, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. he, he there's no way to learn how to ride a bike perfectly. Uh, no matter how how you try, it's, no, you're going to have a few fender benders when you're learning how to drive, you know, and mm-hmm. um, that's part of life. Now, pray that it's not a massive catastrophic fa- failure, um, but that's where leadership creates a safe place for failure. And I think um, if a church can have that culture, oh, man, you'll be the most creative church on the block by far. Yeah, yeah. It seems to me like. And it works the same way in the marketplace and business mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like the organizations that are willing to go first yeah. usually have a, a position and a voice of influence that like all the other ones are then looking at that, whether it's a, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's, you know, technology, whether it's a church, mm-hmm. you know, those churches that are willing to say, Hey, 
we don't know. We're learning. We're trying it. Mm-hmm. We're willing to we're willing to to go for it, even if we don't get it right the first time. But usually, those are the organizations that lead the way. Yeah, and others are looking. Which, I mean, which, which is huge, right? Which is huge. I mean, if you look at Silicon Valley, uh, they they just we get frustrated, right? Because the new app or the new operating system when our phone comes out and it doesn't all work. And we're like, Oh, um, whatever, whatever you use, uh, Android, Apple, that there's, there's not what they used to be. No, <laughs> I think the, they know that you have to launch something, figure out what works yeah. and iterate on the spot. And the faster yeah. you can iterate, the better you'll be. Cause we can't, um, we can't predict all the possibilities. It's endless. We're, we're not Dr. Strange. Yeah, we're not Dr. Strange. We can't see all the options of the future. We have to just go for it and be agile enough to navigate through our, our, our problems. But we'll get there first. And if we're there first, we can be the leaders that, tell, that help people with breadcrumbs or whatever get here as well. Uh, and so the, the faster we fail, the more influence we have. Um, the more knowledge we have and the more creative you'll obviously be. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because as you said, you, you, and you said it, I think that thought is scary, especially Mm -hmm. for leaders that are kind of set in how they've always done it or, you know, who, you know, care a lot about, well, what are people going to think and say? Um, It takes courage. It takes courage. It takes, uh, it takes, um, um, a willingness to put yourself out there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. It's, it, especially um, it takes discipline for, in this case, a religious leader to not say God told me, you know, because right. if God told you and it fails, then you're, you're screwed. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it, so, and Chris Hodges pushes that all the time says, Hey, don't, don't mm-hmm. use God. Don't use that. It's, it's such an easy tool, easy button to use. It's yeah. a cheap shot. Yeah. Uh, now, if you're certain that God split heaven and, and earth and told you God said so, then do it, please, by all means. But right. God gives us creative liberty. Hey, just I want you to help people. How? Whichever yeah. way you can. Go for it. Have fun. And uh, so what that means is if I can't use the God card anymore to push my initiatives, I have to, I have to do the actual legwork. I have to go to different people and have those conversations, have coffee with people, convince them, maybe, maybe have that pushback that says my idea isn't the best idea, but maybe another better idea will come. Uh, and, and, and here's, here's one of the, the, the principles that will help a lot. The first idea is never the best idea. And so the more conversations you have, the more ideas you have, the, the better the final idea will be. And mm, so um, the God card always always takes us away from the best idea, my opinion. Yeah, it's true. You know, um, uh, it, it takes courage, you know, to, to take that step out there. And, and I think, I think that if we're willing to do that, we can take our organizations to places where they've never, <laughs> where they've never been before Amen. Um, in a, in a good way, in a good way in the process. Um, uh, so I want to, I want to, kind of uh, transition now specifically in the area of leadership you've been leading creative teams you've been leading creative people and you and i really believe you've been doing it successfully over these years can you give us some tips that can help us um as we're leading and engaging and recruiting people and 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 by the way we need 
We need to recruit people yeah. on our teams that are creative, that might not fit the mold of what church staff looked like 20 years ago because of the nature of, to, of, of today's, you know, today's uh, reality. Mm. Um, can you speak a little bit to that, to leading creatives effectively, yeah. leading creative teams effectively? Oof, I'm not going to be popular with this answer. Because <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a, head, um, a headhunter culture in the U.S., right? There's a culture of, hey, mm-hmm. um, I need a new worship leader. So I'll go online and look for a new worship leader. And yeah, that's that that works, but that's a short-term solution. That's, and it's, in my opinion, it's kind of a cop-out. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and I understand there's there's exceptions to that rule, obviously. But I believe, and I, I learned this from from Life Church, Craig Rochelle and Bobby Greenwald are geniuses with this. Uh, it's uh, Second Peter, I think it's two three. I might get it wrong, but God has given us everything we need today to do what He wants us to do today. So mm-hmm. to live, and it says to live um, godly lives before him. But also, we, he's equipped us with everything we need today to do what we need today. That includes team. That includes people. Now, mm-hmm. the people God has equipped you with today might not look like what you actually need. <laughs> um, but eventually, because God is in the business of growing and, and, and cultivating. Yeah. So here's, an, here's an example. I was with, with some friends in Mexico years back. And they're transitioning the church. Um, it's like a 40-year-old church transitioning it and doing a great job. And one of the questions was, hey, we're hiring a graphic designer, um, outsourcing our graphic design. Is that good or bad? And I said, it's neither or. It's sure. Why not? But here's the thing. Right. You have great graphic design now, but you might have a, an 11-year-old kid in your church that has a tendency for creativity, for graphic design, <laughs> that has no ability and because you're outsourcing, there's no space or no room to develop that creativity. Right. And so you're forfeiting what God has given you to use. What if wow. instead of spending that money outsourcing, uh, great graphic design, what if you, can we live with um, maybe some mediocre graphic design? All right. And, 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 and just maybe give this kid Photoshop and Illustrator and start that's cultivating good. something and, and you know what you're gonna have some pretty crappy design for a few years let's be honest but when that kid is five years down the line when he's 16 years old he'll be he'll be more advanced than all the students leaving full cell yeah he'll be more yeah. advanced than most people entering into the market when they're 18 or 20 and yeah. people will say how did you get that kid where'd you hire him no god gave him to me he just didn't look like this when he came we grew him we grew him we grew him <laughs> and so i think the the true solution is let's grow let's grow the people that god yeah. has given us and um what 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 you'll find is you have less culture problems um yeah you'll have less less heart problems <laughs> um the people around you will be less subversive right and 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 they'll you don't, you don't have to, to endure those bad seasons of what if. No, you'll know yeah. because they've been with you in the good, in the bad. And your loyalty to that kid will produce loyalty to your leadership. And um, in the long run, it's just a, it's a, it's a snowball effect. And uh, it's, it's amazing what we can achieve uh, when we just raise people. 
That's a that's a great word. That's a great answer there, Taylor. And I want to just second that, you know, I've I've had that conversation throughout, you know, when I when when my wife and I kind of took the lead of Vertical Church, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a lot of challenges. And and, okay, so who is going to help us in this? Who's going to help us in this? And um, and and undoubtedly, as as I spoke with overseers and mentors, um, you know, a lot of times they just said, hey, it's it's usually going to be a better result when they're sons and daughters of the house, when they're, when they're in, when they're grown from within. Um, that's not to say that it, you know, that it can't work, you know, when you get somebody from outside, it's not to say that, but there, but, but it, this is proven to be so true, you know, that when, when it's a son or daughter of the house, they already have the culture, the DNA is there, mm-hmm. you know, the heart, you know, the relationships. Um, it's not something that you have to now train that person or they have to kind of get it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know, I know for some, it might be a challenging, like you said, it might not be the answer you want to hear, but you know, I believe that I believe that God has placed in our churches and in our organizations that they're there. Yeah. We just have to discover them. We have mm-hmm. to help, help to discover them, help develop them and deploy them into their calling and their ministry. So that's a, yeah. that's a really good word. Taylor. Yeah, that's it, a good it, word. It, in, in fact, uh, I think, I don't know, there's a, <clears throat> There's a difference between um, a cook that can follow a recipe and yeah. a chef that understands ingredients, you know, and, and, and the temptation is, you know, because we're going to hire from the outside with a, a manual, you know, a, a, this is who we are, this is what we do, detailed. And I love those. So those are awesome. But we end up, we end up um, creating this very superficial culture of or organizational structure of people who know how to run the playbook. But mm. what happens when um, the circumstances change? Like if I'm cooking um, this beautiful trout, sea bass trout from Chile and, and you know, mm. um, well, I don't know, it, but I don't have it now. It, I'm a cook. Am I, I, am I going to call a head chef? Hey, what do I do? How do I do it? What if, what if we just have people that know, know how to do it, that are, are birthed in the house? They'll go, yeah. okay, I don't, I don't need that Chilean sea bass. You know what I can do? I can just use... I don't know, flounder. <laughs> uh, I can use I can use something else that will make it just as good because it's sure. about the house flavors, not the exact reproducible perfect dish. And uh, and I think the reason we have all these playbooks is because we're hiring from the outside, and we end up just it's it works, but it ends up being cookie cutter and kind of just maybe yeah. not maybe not what God gave you to, to be, you know, that's good. That's good, man. This has been so, this is, this conversation has been really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Leaders. I hope you're taking notes and, and, you know, taking mental notes here and writing down some things, you know, a little tip came to my mind, Taylor, of something we were talking about right before this, which was the whole, like when you start something new, I think a lot of people are scared to start something new. And I thought of a tip that helped me. So I just want to throw it out there, kind of going back, taking a back step here. Um, I I learned this from a mentor who who said, Hey, when you're going to start something new, you can you can kind of share, you know, depending on what it is, you can share with the cargo. Hey, hey, everybody, we're gonna be starting something new. Never done this. We're not sure how it's gonna work or if it's gonna work, but we're gonna try it for three months. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna after the third month, we're gonna re, we're gonna evaluate, we're gonna kind of assess where we're at. If it's working, great. If we need to make some adjustments, great. And you know, if it, if it if it's just a, if it doesn't work, you know, with the, but it kind of you're you're kind of preparing, you know, the, the organization, the church. In this case, you know, people that you know to, to buy in and understand. Hey, we're gonna try it. Um, and I think that's something that's, help, that's been helpful for me as a leader uh, to sometimes be able to just kind of communicate in a way where they understand, hey, this is not like always and forever because we don't know if it's going to work, but let's try it. 
Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've ever tried that. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's so practical. It is very helpful because it's, it's freeing, you know? Yeah. It's freeing to just say, hey, let's give it a go. Let's try. Now, on, on, on the flip side of that, there's a tension here, right? Mm -hmm. The flip side of that is yeah. um, we, got, we have to resist the temptation of evaluating too soon. Sure. Uh, there's there's a, um, a great example uh, Pastor Willie George gives. He says his two sons, Gabe and Wit, when they're little, did that old experiment of, you know, the, a bean in a cup with some dirt in it. And uh -huh. um, one of the boys, th their bean grew and the other one never grew. And it's like, what happened? Why is yours not growing? Is it a defective bean? <laughs> and obviously not. But <clears throat> they, go, they go to Gabe, the one who didn't grow, and they go, hey, Gabe, um, what do you do? Like, what happened? He goes, no, I don't know. I didn't do anything. I, in fact, I was so worried it wasn't growing that I, every day I kept going towards the to the bean, taking it out of the dirt, looking at it to make sure it was okay and putting it back. <laughs> and it, it's, it's it's so funny because we do that as organizations. We end yeah. up we end up um, just aborting the program because we're evaluating it too soon instead of letting it grow. Mm -hmm. Oh, but Taylor, what if it grows crooked? Just put another stick next to that bean to help it grow straight. Um, it's not that big of an issue. And so let's have a go at it. Let's try, but it's given enough time to breathe, to grow, to flourish, and not, and not just um, evaluate too soon. So it's, that, so it's freedom to evaluate, but also freedom to not evaluate. You know, it might, it might go, a new service in your church might go bad for six months. <laughs> mm. You know, all right, cool. We got six months to try. Let's do it. Um, and I, I think, I don't know, I think eventually uh, thing will, things will, will get better and grow. And uh, it's fun. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, that's part of leadership. That's mm -hmm. part of growing. That's part of trying new things. But at least when we try, we're taking those steps. We're, we're, we're being creative. We're yeah. bringing solutions that are new and different mm -hmm. that might even give us better results than we could ever imagine. And in the process, you learn and you grow. Uh, great. This is great leadership content. This is great leadership conversation. Um, as we're, as we're kind of heading to the final stretch here, um, Taylor, um, Maybe, maybe quick, these are quick answers. I've never done this before. Let's quick do it. answers. Come on. Uh, just, just for fun, just to know Taylor more. What brings you joy? Coffee. <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a special place in your heart, huh? Yeah. Yeah, very much. <laughs> All right. What, what do you enjoy doing with your family? Oh, man. Um, I love watching movies with my family. It, it actually brings out so many different conversations, you know? Um, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a fun thing. Also, it doesn't take Good. much effort. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, what, what is one aspect of ministry that's challenging or hard for you? People. Um, you know, it's, it's the best <laughs> part. It's the worst part. It's all of it. And definitely people. Cool. What breaks your heart? Um, what breaks my heart is people not understanding that um, God is faithful that in spite of in spite of our unfaithfulness he remains faithful you know second timothy mm. 2 13 he is faithful mm. uh, because he is faithful you know and uh, people live people lived um so um condemned and um it's, it's just sad to me yeah i hear you uh what are you ex super excited about right now what are you pumped about that's coming up Oh man, I am I am so pumped to figure out this um, 
new way of doing church. Um, the pandemic's been rough, but it's given us so much. And um, I don't know. I'm 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 excited for online church. Um, yeah, I'm, I think it's 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 life saving for the next generation. And um, I, I want to be I want to I want to be part of that those those pioneering this new this new church. You know. Cool, cool. Any resource or app that's been helpful for you recently that you want to just recommend? Um, that you can yeah, think of? no, yeah. I'm not I'm not that tech savvy. Uh, I love some technology, but my wife is the one. She's the one always showing me a new app, and I'm like, ah, oh, new apps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in th- in this case, um, was Squarecast. Love Squarecast. This is awesome. Squarecast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so here, so here, here's what I want to do. Any, any. I know La Iglesia Creativa was your book in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any project or upcoming kind of uh, special event uh, or anything like that that you want to let us know about? No, not not really. Um, okay. I mean, we're we're pushing things forward for our church, and it's always yeah. fun um, trying to do create more content. There's a report that came out by One Hope, which I love One Hope, Rob Hoskins, what a hero. Yeah. But mm-hmm. basically he said, um, w- children pre-pandemic, and uh, they're watching over seven and a half hours of video a day, pre- wow. pre-pandemic. Now that's obviously gone up, right? Kids being mm-hmm. at home all day. What, what are we doing as a church to, to, to be at least one hour, one daily hour of that content. And right. it really just lights a fire uh, underneath me. Just to hey, we need to be yeah. more aggressive in just launching content. And obviously it's not gonna, not gonna be that, that good, but the most popular content in the world is actually not highly produced content. It's just engaging, you know? And so yeah. we, we, we gotta just, I don't know. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to push that forward. Um, just kids shows and, um, uh, youth shows and all that kind of stuff. So that's fun. It's long haul that's project, cool. but I'm excited about it. So cool. I, well, I know the Lord's going to use you and your team to do great things. Um, how can people connect with you? Are you on social media? Yeah. Yeah. Social media, Taylor Berger, um, on everything. Um, it's, it's good to have an unusual last name. So, <laughs> yeah, so Taylor Berger on all the social media and and if people want to know more about uh the church where can they find out more there yeah um you can find us at um Camino de Vida uh like El Camino the car same thing but Camino mm-hmm. without the L uh dot com and on social media we're the same on, on, on all our platforms uh Camino de Vida uh, just straightforward and uh, it's all in Spanish, but Google Translate's awesome. So you're, you're most welcome to come <laughs> and, and and just enjoy. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and all you leaders out there, if you know anybody in Lima, Peru, you could send them to come check on. out Camino de Vida. If you know any uh, uh, Spanish, Hispanic pastors or churches leaders, you can also give them that website. There's great resources mm-hmm. and, and just a heart to help churches and pastors there. Um, I wanted to mention, the so speaking of resources, the Avail Journal, Taylor, so the Avail Journal is a leadership journal. Actually, I think I think you're, we've had an article from your dad in here mm-hmm. from, you know, from the previous um, uh, interview that we did. Uh, great leadership content. Um, I'm hoping soon I can send you a bunch over there to Peru because the quality of this so cool. uh, journal, it's, it's just a great leadership magazine. Um, would you agree that having resources that – help you grow are important oh man honestly 
I think one of the big failures we, we have as societies, we try to, um, we celebrate originality too much. Um, hmm. How do we learn how to write? We, 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 we copy letters. And, and, and eventually we end up with our own handwriting, right? But if we can, if we can learn to copy from the best, um, I think we have a huge start, a, a good leg up on, on what we're trying to build. Eventually you'll have your own flavor, your own um, yeah. flavor profile and, 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 and style, but just learn from the best. And, and that resource is incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, if you haven't done so, you can get an, a free annual subscription of the Avail Journal. Highly recommend it. Why? Because there's great content from multicultural leaders and pastors from around the states and around the world. Um, it, it really is going to add a, another tool in your toolbox for leadership. If you haven't done so, availjournal.com. You could sign up there and claim your free annual subscription. They come out quarterly. You're not going to regret it. Great, great stuff. Great resources you can get in there. That's the Avail Journal. AvailJournal.com. Come on. You can't beat that. Free 99. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Taylor, just as as we're going to close off here, Mm -hmm. what's what's just some final thoughts you want to leave on the hearts of all the leaders? Oh, man. Uh, Don't do ministry alone, please. Uh, I I love what it says in Isaiah 40, uh, 31. It says those who wait on the Lord, those who trust in the Lord shall rise up, mount up on eagle's wings, right? Shall run mm-hmm. and not fall, shall not faint. Now, the true, mm-hmm. the true um, explanation of that I love is that word trust or wait. In Hebrew, it's kava. That's the exact word. And that word has a specific meaning or connotation. It, it means um, it, the imagery it paints is you pick up a bundle of sticks and wrap them together. That's the word kava. So when it, what that text means is those who gather together and bind themselves together in the Lord shall mount, mount up on eagle's wings, shall run mm. and not faint, shall, shall go and not, not falter. And I think so, so often we try to just manage alone. But um, yeah. if, if, if I bind myself to people that are going in the same direction, the day, yeah. the day that I'm most oppressed, I'll have verge there to keep me up and, and, mm-hmm. and take me with them. And maybe the day that verge yep. is down, I'll be there. Maybe for both down because we've tied ourselves to others, they'll pick us up. And I think, sure. I think um, God wants us to finish well. And finishing well is not up to you. It's up to you. Um, tying yourself to others that will help you get there. And, um, that, that would be it. You know, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Thanks for sharing that, man. What a great conversation we've had today with Taylor Berger, one of the pastors of Camino de Vida. Uh, Just hearing your heart, Taylor has been awesome. I hope you guys have uh, just gathered a lot of just leadership nuggets here. It's been a great conversation. Uh, Taylor, on behalf of the avail team, on behalf of Dr. Sam Chand, Martin Van Tilburg, and everybody who, who's part of this avail family, we just honor you, brother. We bless you. We're so proud of, of what you're doing. Even, even in this challenging time, you know, uh, in, in, in right now in, in South America, America, things are, are still not as open as they are mm-hmm. here in the States and other parts of the world. But we ju- we're cheering you on, brother, and, and we're really proud of you. Hey, love you, Verge. Uh, seriously, this has been a blast. Uh, I I love you. I think, I think you know what? <laughs> you're good at this, too. Just understand. <laughs> 
I appreciate that. I love you. The feeling is mutual. And the Avail family loves you because they, they've gotten to know you here. I'm sure we're going to be hearing more about what God's doing in your life and Come on. Uh, in, in, in the future as well. So keep rocking, keep pushing, keep leading well how you're doing. And everybody, thanks for connecting with us. Yeah. This is the Avail podcast where we talk about the art of leadership. We just connect with great, amazing leaders who are making a difference around the world and 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 they can help us make a difference in our in our communities and in our churches and our ministries uh, wherever God had has us planted. So we'll catch you next time here on the Avail Podcast. My name is Virgil Sierra, your Avail Media host. Can't wait to connect next time here on the Avail Podcast. God bless. Thank you for joining us in this episode of the Avail Podcast. We hope we've helped to get your creative juices flowing in this conversation with Taylor Berger. Remember, you can connect with Taylor on social media or connect with Camino de Vida by going to CaminoDeVida.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at TheArtOfLeadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at AvailJournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail Media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast.